All right, guys, welcome to the Live, Lift, Play podcast. I'm here with the FSM coaches. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and today we're going to talk about our journey. Now, this spot podcast, podcast is a special spodcast because, and the lads are going to laugh all the way through. Like, they're a bunch of, like, little giggling schoolgirls, and uh, we're hoping to just have fun. We're actually going to talk about um, our, like, on our history as being a coach, our training experience, and everything that goes along with that. So, fellas, welcome to the show. Thank How's you. Thanks. Nice to be here. You know, Good. been here for a couple of hours. Firstly, <laughs> yeah. for, for people listening, Lee's leaning up against the wall as if he's coming on to someone. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? We got check out our YouTube video because it's, it's on YouTube. All right. So um, the purpose is this episode two of the Live Lift Play podcast. Uh, we have some amazing guests coming up. We've just confirmed. Uh, one of the founders of the Movember movement in Ireland is going to be on the show talking about depression, anxiety, and gearing up for November 2019, which is going to be awesome. Also, like today is like we, we run a gym, we have the gym functional strength movement. And for a lot of people, they don't understand what goes into coaching. So instead of me just going on and rabbiting on about me, and I know you watched episode one, so thank you for that. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk to our coaches because all our coaches have different experiences. So we're going to start off uh, with D D D Dave Lacey, right? So Dave Lacey's been with me for six years, seven years kind of training as well, uh, a, a part of uh, what, when we were at CrossFit on the seafront. Uh, he's a couple of nicknames to Dave, Laser Dave. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he, he doesn't really endorse these no. nicknames. <laughs> um, but Dave, tell us, like, what kind of what got you into? Firstly, what got you into personal training coaching, and then a little bit about your kind of progression to where you are today. Um, yeah, so thanks, Dave. Um, basically, where I started, um, left. And secondary school, got my first choice um, in food science and UCD. Um, it was a rash decision, wasn't what I expected. A lot of science, which I wasn't interested in at the time, wasn't prepared for. So at that time, I found out that Josh was going to be a dad as well. So dropped out of college. Haven't told a lot of people this, but my mom was sick for about four years. A lot of serious issues there. So a lot of things built up, piled on the weight. In a two three year period then I was working in Tesco as a manager there was a security guard there he did some PT um, or he's only starting out as a PT in Ireland he's a PT in America so I went to him for two three years just to, to get in shape and uh, with that I just found what he was doing with his clients just thought it was really amazing so I was getting fed up um, in Tesco just working night shifts so with that looked around and I found that Sayanagan um, was probably the right fit for me. There's a lot of six-week courses out there. And a lot of them are not great, but some of them are have good reputations, but I didn't have the money for it. So I went to Sayanagan three years. With that, um, the personal trainer I was going to see um, had some faith in me as well. So what he did was, when he was on holidays, I'd uh, cover some of his clients. So he had some high-profile people I wasn't really prepared Go for. Go drop, name drop, name drop. Go on, name drop. Um, yeah, in a big band, were they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest band in Ireland. But with that, it was kind of I was in the deep end, but it was good. And um, was a bit, a bit out of my depth, but I got through the, the week or two of, of that. And then um, one thing led to another with college. Just didn't have the time to get to him because he was in um, Monkstown, so 
was looking around at gyms. I was in, in and out of Shoreline as well. Um, then I did my work experience in Shoreline and I met Stephen um, for two weeks of cleaning and hardship. I gave they, I, I told all, all work experience. I remember Dave very well and Atso and all the other fellas is that if you're caught doing nothing, they'll make you clean the gym. And that's what happened. So I'm just saying it. I didn't make people clean the gym. If you did nothing, you got to clean. All right, that was it. That's so and yeah. And with like, he was chatting to me at the time with his with his plans to to, to move on and do his own thing. So, um, a couple of months later, I I noticed that he was going to open up a, a, a gym, a CrossFit gym, and a Gray. So I was interested. Did my fundamentals, which was the introduction program, and uh, then. Started down the beach as a client, so that was a year down the beach. Um, just before we moved on from the beach, um, I showed my interest and in maybe to become an intern. So I interned a couple of the fundamental classes, so saw what the program entailed. And then once we moved on up to Killarney Road um, with FSM, um, I began full-time internship. So I was working part-time at Tesco all through this, like once I started Sally Logan, dropped down to part time, but I was still working Tesco the whole time, and then um, started covering um, some fundamental classes, and then down to the line, and um, gained confidence, which was a, a long process. Um, I started taking a few classes. Yeah, and then from there, you like only gone from strength to strength, <coughs> and I know like I always go revert back to uh, when like we first met, and I use that, and I always and I, and I use that not in a negative way, I use it in a positive way because of I feel that. You're, where you are now as a coach and your journey to get there would be harder than someone that's more uh, is an extrovert like you're more of an introvert personality yeah. type but uh, even though you, you said that personal trainer you worked with originally he had faith in you and gave you the opportunity to work with his and I mean high-end clients like I know the name that you're talking with that band I know that name right um, high end and he left them with you for two weeks knowing that you could do the job so his faith in you going i know that he's going to do what's needed to be done doesn't need to be the best coach in the world right now but he can do the job i require from him either like that is something that as an owner or a coach uh have to believe in people when they see because he's seen something in you to do that and i think that's a huge aspect of when you're growing a team um but from there you've gone from strength to strength like you've like just like kind of some of the seminars that you've kind of done over the last few years um you can drop all the names you want we'll tag them don't worry they might listen to our podcast i don't know so like yeah so that was open to you there <laughs> okay. So, okay. 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 yeah just just to clarify guys this is the lad's first ever time podcasting so Forgive <laughs> the dead <laughs> silence that might happen, okay? Um, but yeah, so from there, like you've gone from, you have your own PT stuff, you have your own personal clients, and you obviously are now like a senior coach at FSM. You're pretty much running the programming aspect of FSM, so I can't be given out to for workouts anymore, which is it's nice from time to time. Um, but that's part and parcel. But like that's like that's Dave's journey, right? So his training is is his coaching history and his training history is like he's been a coach for six years. 
uh, but he's been doing a little bit before that. So it's well, your training history, your coaching history, about seven, eight years now. Seven, eight years. Yeah, <clears throat> seven, eight years of coaching history, right? That is what people are looking for in regards to it's that journey, all right. And even as you said, you like you you gained weight, you had to lose weight, uh, and that struggle. And I, and I remember saying it to you, Dan, and I say it to everyone that I work with is when it comes to being a coach that has had to struggle with limitations and movement or weight issues that that will stand to you when you're working one-to-one with a client or working in group because the majority of clients come through the door have weight issues if you're looking for the six full four rock style coach he probably hasn't actually had to do that journey of uh struggling to gain weight or lose weight or to get lean or to really dial into nutrition and that stands out as a coach i think is better because it's not like if you're all about your aesthetic looking coach then you're probably doing it the wrong reasons unless you want to be a bodybuilder and i think that's where a lot of it gets lost in translation as a coach um so that's dave and then dave feel free to jump in at any point and slag off anyone this is an open <laughs> slagging uh, i am trying my best to hold back i guess i don't right i'm just being calm and collected okay let people say their parts. Then the and for anyone that didn't get that, that's North Side. We'll put subtitles up on YouTube in case you did not. So, so one of our other coaches, he's uh, been with us. Then he's the second longest running coach at FSM uh, after Dave would be uh, Reen. Reen started with us at 13 years of age. He is Europe's youngest Brand X strength coach. I'm still convinced worldwide. They just won't yeah, let us have that yet. No one's confirmed it. Pretty sure it is. So we're gonna take it. We're gonna take. It. We're yeah, told you. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Just don't like an Irish person taking over America. Um, <sighs> I think that's the thing. Yeah. So Reen, you start. Well, I I remember your first day. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, what it wasn't awesome it was like. Well, I remember your dad coming in and talking to me and this little kid. And we wouldn't really say too much and nice. all that stuff. So like, tell me a little bit about. Tell us and the people all the, the millions and millions watching and listening to us on the podcast show uh, about your journey as a coach. Well, I started, obviously, I was 13. I started training under Stephen. Um, I had no background, really, in any sort of strength and conditioning. I played football for nine years, did absolutely nothing for me whatsoever. Um, I remember I came in, I was like the first the first teen in the program. Um, and then from there, like I tried a class. I wasn't sure whether I'd like it did one class and absolutely loved it. There was no doubt in my mind whatsoever that I'd come back. And then from there, I was with us, with Stephen for about two, two and a half years and then just went from strength to strength, really. Um, and then he asked me to start working with our kids' classes. And obviously that was a bit of a scary thing for me. I wasn't used to working with people. I wasn't comfortable talking to groups of people or people in general. I wasn't very confident. Um, then from there, I was throwing the deep end. I took my first kids class. That was I still get stick over that two years later. That was that was an interesting class. I didn't really know how to speak. It's kind of stuck for words and it's hard to believe now, you know, I never stopped talking now. Um, and from there I went on. I was fifteen when I started coaching. Um then at sixteen I did the brand X the brand X seminar in our gym in FSM and that's when I became Europe's youngest brand X coach. And from there it was just opened up so many opportunities I was brought in to coach adults and that was a tough one because adults like obviously if I was an adult I wouldn't like someone younger than me telling me what to do and helping me and giving me advice and it was it was kind of tougher for me obviously as I was younger Um, it took longer to kind of get that 
confidence to speak to adults more so than kids. Kids are younger. Um, I like coaching kids. I like coaching adults. Um, I like helping kids get better because I know I was in their shoes at one stage and it's a tough journey to start. Um, but from there, I think it's just kind of grown from strength to strength. I've gotten an awful lot more confidence. Um, I even have a PT now. I was working with her for a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, like just taking adults classes, taking kids classes. Last week, me and the lads ran a successful kids camp. We had 28 kids on our program. Every single kid loved it. So it's just nice to get kids that aren't used to doing exercise or wouldn't be like, wouldn't like playing football or swimming or horse riding or whatever it is. To give them something different. So I think that's kind of like, I just like helping kids and teens and obviously adults as well. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's just part and parcel of being a coach and as a younger coach and again we'll get into this once we get through everyone's kind of piece um, but as a younger coach it is difficult to talk to someone that's older than you and try and tell them what to do but we're gonna then um, bust, bust that myth on like why that's an issue okay so uh, next up obviously the loudest man in the room <laughs> All right. nicknamed the peacock uh, said with a French tone uh, don't know why don't know why it just but when you give yourself a nickname, how dare I did not name myself. Uh, <laughs> 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 worry, uh, you can like that other things about me, but not my nickname, right? <laughs> right. So uh, Lee Gibson came to us, very enthusiastic man, and then he left, and then he came back. He just dropped. Right, he was too good for us. Went off somewhere else. Swanned off somewhere else. Uh, flapped his feathers and then he came back back to FSM after his travels and then he was kind of thinking about getting back into uh, coaching so again it actually it was a member actual a member um, uh, then actually approached me and asked would I be interested in taking on as an intern at the time I wasn't willing but then he's got that kind of lovable character about him and uh, I said right I'll give him a shot because that's what uh, Nice people do. They give people a, ch a chance. So Lee, stop coming on to people. Put your hand down. And, uh, let's, uh, How are you doing? Uh, yeah. So uh, Lee, what's the story with you? Why, like, where did you go to college? Why did you leave the industry? And uh, why did you come back? And what is it for you now? What's the goal? Um, for me, growing up, I was always the fattest kid of all my friends. I was the big kid. Friends, family, never missed an opportunity to tell me. You know what I mean? Like. Hey fat boy, you know, look what you be over there. Uh, and I, when it came to sports, I just was never good. And I got to the stage in my life where um, I just kind of believed it and fell into myself. I was just eating bad food a lot of time. I stopped trying to exercise and just kind of got to a stage in my life where I wasn't very happy. And I came to one summer when I was about 19 and uh, me and my friends were sitting in the back garden one day and we were all sitting around talking. And one of the lads came down with a tank top. The lads thought it'd be funny, they were like, Throw on a throw on his this guy's a skinny little whippy, you know what I mean? Lad me all he wants all year round he looks like a skeleton. But he's like throw on his tank top and it'd be gas, be gas. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll indulge him and throw it on. And she wanted this like it was a luminous pink tank top and thing was bed on to me, like absolutely bed on to me. And the lads, like for about twenty five minutes, couldn't even talk to me, just on the floor laughing. But they weren't laughing with me, they were laughing like point blank laughing at me. Never felt as you know never felt as humiliated about something in my life like honest to god like it's one thing when you're having a laugh and joke with your mates but when your mates are just point blank pissing themselves laughing for 20 minutes like 
laughing at you, coming over, taking pictures with you, grabbing you and all, like just never in my life. So I told a friend actually how I was feeling about it, like just a real close friend who wasn't there that day. And he actually suggested that we try training together. He knew of a group training facility down where I come from, Kabarik, uh, called Defoy Fitness. So we went down there and got me kind of involved. And he really, like, really helped me kind of, because I would have went to one or two classes and then, you know, kind of just dropped off myself. But, like, every day we were supposed to go to class together. He was ringing me. He's like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm not in the mill today. He's like, you're not in the mill today. He's like, I'm going to be practicing with your house in five minutes. You better be ready. You know, like really gonna drag me down every day and really push me, like make sure he's ringing me, checking my nutrition with me, you know, like really, really helping, like. And then, uh, so I did my first six weeks, I dropped the stone in my first six weeks. I was like, wow, like, it was just six weeks of like, hard work. I went in and I was, you know, my first workout was with all these guys and they're all like blasting through it, flying. I was like, oh my God, God I can't do this. Like, there's no way I'm, I'm too fat for this. Like I should just go home eating chipper. You know, <laughs> just, just living the good life. But um, with the help of a friend and some hard work and dedication, like four six weeks, chop the stone, and then I was like, so what? Sign up for another six weeks. Signed up for another six weeks, and this six weeks after I saw, I dropped the stone. I um, kind of just fell into me. Kind of was once I was in the routine, I started going. Now I signed up for actually a different six week program at the same time I was doing that six week program. All right, well let's stop you on the six weeks because you're saying six weeks I don't know how many times. Let's get to you making decision to go into college. Sorry. All right. Sorry. I'm um, getting wrapped up. We only have a, a day. <laughs> um, so I did that for about nine months, training, really, really enjoyed it. Really kind of found out I actually. For six weeks. For six weeks, yeah. Yeah, nine months oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really found out I loved it. Like, and I was working on bars for a long time, so I said, I'm going to make it, make a change. So I actually went to Elite Fitness in Black Rock and did a part-time personal training course with the lads there. Phenomenal course. Like, lads are just so knowledgeable about everything they do. Um, did that, and then I started doing a bit of training. Um, after I finished, I was trying to do it in fly fit while I was working in the bars. Then I got to the stage where I wasn't making enough money doing that. And I was just working in the bars, so I packed in the PT and just kept working in bars and I was grinding on through the bars for about three years. And then I moved, my family moved to Bray and I started training FSM. I did FSM for about six months and I first two weeks I did three days a week and then I bumped up my membership to Unlimited. Loved it, absolutely loved it, dropped massive weight. And I was just really feeling good again. And then I went off traveling to the States and stuff for a year and a half. Came back and I was back training at FSM because I actually just loved the vibe, the community, just the members in general. Everyone's pushed each other so well. There's just such a good vibe whenever you come in. There's just good drive. And um, so kind of Christmas of last year just gone and I was work still working in bars. And then Stephen told me that... Worked out. What? I was bored out. I was bored out. I was working like 85 hours a week. I was... I was half dead and I was supposed to be competing in a competition in January with the guys here and I just, I did it but I wasn't very fit for it. So I came to January and I was like, Stephen, I heard Stephen was looking for someone and I said it to someone else. And then Stephen came to me and said, but I'd like to try out and I was 100% I'll do it. So that was eight and a half months ago. I've been doing it four, three or four days a week now. Every day is a little different, every day is a little harder. There's movements where I'm not great at. I'm getting better every day. When I first started, I couldn't hold the front rack position in squat, front squats and stuff. Now I hold a pretty good front rack position. My front squats like pretty big. My back squats pretty big. My deadlift, I broke the 200 number. 
slowly but surely with the mentorship I'm getting here, I'm becoming a better coach every day. I'm learning to move better myself, coach better movement and see people move differently. Like it's not just looking at people and saying do this squat, it's like being able to look at someone, watch them squat and analyze how they do things. You know, and if they're tilting to the left for some reason, it's about being trained to look where's that problem actually coming from. Whereas I don't think I'd get that mentorship anywhere else. The knowledge No, you wouldn't understand. So surely I'm becoming a better coach. I'm still pretty inexperienced when it comes to the knowledge that Stephen and Dave have, but slowly but surely one day hopefully be at their level. Yeah, better, better. And better. Better, yeah. And that's the thing. There was a point when I didn't have it, and there was a point when Dave didn't have it. Um, but that's like Dave was given an opportunity. I was given an opportunity uh, because someone saw something in us and that allowed us to grow as coaches. Uh, otherwise, if you're looking for the, like I know guys that have master's degrees in sports science and have done every cert under the sun and couldn't coach your fucking ass from your elbow uh, in a squat because they can't communicate their information. And it's not about all the certs and how good you are. It's about how you communicate with people on a personal level. And you talk to any top coach, and I'll always refer back to the one person, it's Dan John. Dan John has worked with the best in the world. He's worked with like Mary, who's 60. He's worked with high-end athletes. He's done it all. And he says the same thing. Can you communicate with your member? Can you communicate with your client? And if you can't communicate with your client, what's the point of being a coach, mm. okay? So, and for some people that can be harder to do, some people it's easier, and I don't think it's about the certs, I don't think it's about, yes, you wanna educate yourself and become more knowledgeable in what you do, but again, if no one gave any of these guys a chance, then where would they be now? You know what I mean? Like, um, <clears throat> that's what it, the main thing is. So, uh, the last person to speak, and I'll like, a biting his tongue to get it out mm -hmm. is saving uh, the best till last. Yeah. 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 Shabby Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Shabby Blonde. Shabby Blonde. Shabby Blonde. Is uh, Alex. And Alex is uh, is an intern here now at FSM. And we we literally use Alex or like Reen, depends on who's for, for uh, movement standards because it's just easier than warming up for 20 minutes to demonstrate a movement. <laughs> uh, when we just get Alex or Reen yep. to do it for us. So, and Alex would be a demo guy when he works with Dave, he's a demo guy, he works with me, he's a demo guy, and stuff like that. And same with Reen. But um, I'm just not the demo guy. No. <laughs> Only a you're the speaker. You're the motivational yeah, guy. That's what you're the energy. Yeah, yeah. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. We all have our strengths. We've got some cracking jokes. That's my power. Right there. <laughs> no, you do not have cracking jokes. Your jokes are sh they're very bad, right? Let's just get it. Bad, bad jokes. Right? How dare you? Um, so, Alex. Um, yeah. So, I'll just start. Like, yeah. Well, I suppose, like, my first, like, fitness introduction was, like, well, I went into first year after like my friends were all telling me, oh, you should join rugby, join rugby because I've never played. Like, sure, I was like, when I was a kid, I didn't have a particular sport. I kind of hopped around. I did a bit of swimming, a bit of GAA, and like a bit of football. Didn't really stick to anything. Didn't enjoy it. But I joined rugby and I like loved it. Like, I at the end of the year, like been my first ever year playing. I just like won a little award for the best, most improved player on the A team. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, just like something small. And just like my friends and my coaches were like, telling me, like, man, you're kind of like, getting there. And then over the summer, I was offered a chance to train up to the, I was going to second year, I was training with the junior team a year above. It's just more experience, so like, just like a good opportunity, a great opportunity for me just to like, kind of like grow and like just have something to put my time into. And like, just like, uh, one of my coaches in, during the time, like, was just like, 
people like practice this like you could be up with their like the best lads on your team because like I wasn't like I myself I, I played for like just one school year I didn't know much like my friend who got me into it been playing since he was five he like got scholarships and like everything everyone wanted him so for myself I was like geez I don't know if I can do that like keep up with him and all but like as it turned out like sure people like said like actually you're pretty good like they kind of wanted me and like the next team up wanted me like okay so, so everybody like, wanted you. Everyone wanted me. I was like, everyone wants a bit of stronger blonde. Everyone wants a bit of stronger blonde. Everyone wants a bit of stronger blonde. Jeez, you're probably out of yeah. shot there. Yeah. Back. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I got to go train at the year above, like, great summer, and I really, like, man, <laughs> great summer, like, really got to get experience and, like, strength and conditioning from the year above, the fitness to, like, just being around older guys and, like, getting more, like, being around guys who played rugby for, like, all their life and just something to commit at. And then, uh, well, at the same time, like, I ended up didn't get in picked for, I didn't get selected and picked for the year above. But I was like, okay, well, look, I can actually like make something myself. Like, so I joined the gym when I was like, about FSM. I was about fourteen, just coming up to 15, 14 and a half over the summer. And my main goal was just just to get better for rugby, just for the off season. So like, I was playing in second year, just because like second year is kind of like an off year. The main primary focus is third, is third year in the junior cup. But I just like, okay, I'll, I'll take this year and just get really good at like, get stronger, faster, fitter. But then as it turned out, I kind of started enjoying like, just coming to the gym and like, just the community and the like, lifting weights and stuff was more fun than actually playing a sport, and particularly rugby. And I found that when I went back to third year, I actually enjoyed, I was actually kind of annoyed that I had to spend so much time playing rugby and I couldn't come here as much and I kind of didn't just enjoy it as much. Me. I just loved training, yeah, that's it all. Just, I just got addicted and just kind of, yeah, just like really enjoyed it. And then so we got you into kind of we like I remember approaching you and saying like, would you like to kind of do some shadowing work because yeah. we with the kids, and then we got you into working with the kids program and then kind of shadowing with adults and then taking part of classes with adults. Yeah. Um, and how did you have you found that since, uh, you started with kind of working more with the adults and for myself <laughs> like working with adults I like just for myself I feel I've come on loads. I remember in fourth there I did work experience here two weeks yeah. I was with Sue who was a coach at the time and I literally couldn't even say like I'll oh, keep going guys well done like I couldn't even say that couldn't even like just didn't like feel I had like the presence necessary I just felt like oh this some 16 year old like what's going on like no one like you kind of have to like feel like like I had no experience but like just kind of like when you had someone like kind of believing in you again kind of the same as the rugby just saying you can do it and it's like sure like give it a go like you know what you're doing like even as like Stephen said like you're even at that point I was being used as demos I was like doing well in class, I was like some kind of like a prominent member of the team program and uh, yeah just kind of like getting better and then like over the summer I got to coach with the kids, got to do summer camps and I started shadowing Dave and Stephen and Lee all this year. I was offered an internship this year with Stephen after like a bit of a chat saying like I kind of am interested in the fitness industry and being a personal trainer that kind of like piqued my interest and just sounds kind of like yeah and he took me on. Thankfully, yeah. I remember. I remember the first day, naively even saying, "Oh, sure, coach, oh, that, yeah. that's a handy job." Yeah, yeah. I, I want to be a coach. Why? I was like, "Cause you're interested in coaching." Ah, it looks like a handy number. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> no office work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, school work. That's all right. 
Cool. So guys, we're gonna take uh, just a quick break because we gotta change the SD card on for the YouTubes and we'll be back in just a minute. And we're back. Okay, we had to take a little break, obviously, the, just to change the SD card. Uh, but like, obviously, we have now just spoken with all our coaches. All our coaches have got to give their thoughts, their little, their journey. But here's something that people don't understand about being a coach. Firstly, it is as a young coach, it is uh, a scary time to take a main floor and then talk to people in a, a and kind of what we call as controlling the room, as in being a being a leader in regards to people will listen to you. And for me, I had this, I remember my first ever class. Now, unlike these guys, I only ever taught like actual strength and conditioning or CrossFit style classes. My first ever class was step aerobics. Yes. Let's go. Now, unlike these guys that got prepped and trained, I got thrown in my first day in the job. I got thrown in to take over a guy, the duty manager's jo uh, role, uh, step aerobics class, which was 30 strong and it was filled. And he sold that class out week on week for months and years. And then I had to go in and take his class. As soon as you firstly nervous, messed up so many times. And at the end of the class, I had to go, got pulled straight into the manager's office to be told all the negative feedback that I received. I got one lovely woman who came up and actually felt sorry for me. And she was like, listen, you did an okay job first time, but you're trying to take someone's spot that's been here forever. And uh, to this day, Jamie still runs very, very good, like pump zone, all that. He doesn't do stepper anymore, but spin classes, he maxes them out. Cause he's a personality, he has a really strong personality. Um, but I went into the manager's office, manager literally went to town. And here's what I got told, fix yourself or you're getting sacked. That's what was said to me. Fix yourself or you're getting sacked, get better. Now. That doesn't really happen. I've never said that to you guys. Um, oh, I swear I've heard that a few times. He's <laughs> <laughs> lying. Uh, all in front of the camera. <laughs> but when I was doing all this stuff, and this happened a few times through my career, um, in different like getting when you went into gyms, you were told you had to you had to teach this. Whether you were certified or not, you had to teach it, and no one asked any fucking questions. You just you just did what you were told to do because it was a job. Uh, and it's tough. And then when I start coaching strength and conditioning or Olympic lifting or do boot camps or boxer size or anything that I've done CrossFit over the years, it's always been nerve wracking taking to the front of a room and then teaching something that you're not confident in. Or it's not that even that you're confident, you don't have enough experience in and you're nervous. Most coaches are nervous about teaching 24 seven, especially to new groups. Uh, I've had this experience a lot. Uh, Dave, I'm sure you've had it. I know you've had it with me and you've had it before, obviously with the PT, like you said, like, did you ever get like a, a like a negative feedback from people in when you started coaching or do you like, I, you, I still get it today every now and again. Like someone might say something they didn't appreciate something that I did or the way I taught something. Um, but I, it, it kind of rolls off the back a little bit quicker than it used to, but you tend to take it to heart. So like Dave, like yeah, the, the uh, hardest part for me would have been just being like teaching people in a class that I would have been a member of the class with. Yeah. For like, I would have been probably five o'clock most days with the lads and then the lads, I wouldn't have heard her off them, but they'd be like, oh, I'm not listening to Dave. He's just one of us or whatever like that. And I would have had issues 
at that stage with movements myself like I'm quite tight overhead so me teaching a handstand was a no-go because it took me like the first time I think you put me into a handstand and screamed my head off <laughs> <laughs> yes. my took first me, handstand had crashed to the floor it took me like, <laughs> no word of a lie about four years to actually ki- like actively get myself into a handstand position because I was just really scared and also just commanding a room it took a long time to even command a room I would like, I'd usually be quiet reserved I couldn't just turn on my piece yeah. projection yeah. very quickly I'm the exact same you're the complete opposite. the complete opposite today. Yeah. <laughs> I need to tone you down. That's your problem. So yeah, it took a long time to command respect, and then just as myself, as I got fitter, stronger, like when the lad, like the lads at the time saw me pull two hundred off the floor and back squatted one sixty, one seventy. Then they were like, okay, Dave's actually knows the stuff. Yeah, knows his, or not like anyone can pull two hundred and not know a thing, but it like just down through the years, just like going to seminars reading up on stuff like learning off yourself and just off like books going to seminars stuff like that then i just gain more knowledge and just being on the floor more often just got more experience in general yeah. like and as the the business owner like i heard i heard those comments from those guys and it was literally it was the point of dave was a member and the lads were stronger and faster and then dave was no longer a member but he was interning and they were okay with that but then when dave took the floor but then my response was do you honestly believe i'd put dave on the floor if you couldn't teach the movement do you honestly believe that like they weren't going well dave can't teach this 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 i was like well is that on the program we're not teaching you shit if it's mm-hmm. not on the program so if you're going i'm not an ultra marathon runner because uh, dave or lee or Reena or alex are coaching i said do we teach fucking running sorry for the cursing but do we teach that no so then don't throw something in that we're not currently doing in our program but i had that i had that about dave i had that about sarah sarah hester who was here great coach uh had that about sue uh because sue was very there we were olympic lifting yeah. sue and olympic lifting she wasn't she did not enjoy having to teach that because of her confidence but you were able to teach handstands even though you struggled with your handstand yeah, you, you can un- like if you understand the movement, know all the teaching points. If I said Alex, like it's better for us as well as coaches to, to actually not go into the movement ourselves. I go, Alex, okay, here's your handstand, here's the, the points I'm looking for. So I'm not just trying to teach it and do it at the same time. It's much better to, to have a demo there so I can talk through the points and like greet the room that way as opposed to me trying to do both. Talk yeah, just upside down, yeah, yeah. talk upside yeah, down just doesn't work. Difficult. Exactly, and I've like had that many bloody injuries over the years where I can't physically teach certain things, and even now I'm able to talk people through it. That's that comes with experience. But like the worst case scenario, and we've done it, and I've done it, and I know Dave has done it, and I know other coaches have done it, is that we grab the TV, we stick on YouTube, and we go, "This is the handstand. I want you to watch this position. This is what we're looking for today." Okay, because it's not about coaching; it is coaching doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the best in the world because the best athletes don't make the best coaches and the best coaches don't make the best athletes. And I think, especially in strength and conditioning, functional movement or CrossFit, it is lost in translation because you think that if you're a coach, you need to be the best athlete at the same time, which is complete bullshit. Um, just want to get that the out be, there. The, be, the best coach, or the, the coach shouldn't be the best athlete in the room. The coach should be developing the best athletes in the room. Yes. Boom. Yeah, oh, 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 o
Mic now we're drop. out. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. That's two mic drops this week, then. But and and that's part of coaching. And I remember I and, and I, I I think we still have a video somewhere of it of me recording Reen trying to talk to a camera. <laughs> and I had to leave the and room because he was trying to. I was trying to get him to start voice projecting and stuff like that. Because when you start doing stuff, it's like, hi, I'm. It wasn't and, and, like that. and I went, hey, I'm Coach <laughs> Steven Because you have to be a little bit more eccentric when you're on camera. Like Lee. Uh, like Lee. Be more like Lee. Be more like Lee. I'll be more like Lee. No, no one ever says that. <laughs> no one. Ever, no one ever turned around to one of the kids and goes, like see Lee. that guy. Like more like him. Don't, don't no one has like ever said that. Yeah, what's well, a goal? You know, it's, it's a goal. It worked hard. Someone might say it one day. Nah, nah, nah. Um, but like that's like we've been there. We know what it's about. Um, and like you guys, you're experiencing it. You like we've had like we. In all fairness, I've had more positive comments about our coaching staff than I have ever negative. Uh, but again, you have to take on, and we do, when someone gives us a negative review about a coach or something that's happened, and if it's happened to Dave or myself, we'll take it on, we'll look at it, we'll assess it, can we do better? 100%. We always want to do better. Yeah. It's never that we we feel like we're sitting on our laurels and doing nothing. We're like, oh, well, we're the best. We're never the best because we're always learning and progressing. But as a business owner and a coach, the the aspect of what I want to do is that, like we say, and it's, as, Oh, there we go. As we said, as Dave said there, is that you don't want to be the best athlete in the room. You want to be developing the best athletes in the room. That's the role of a coach. The role of me as head coach is to develop the best coaches in the room, not necessarily be the best coach in the room. Okay? Um, and that's the process. Because if you want to impact and grow a company and like just have a, a really solid team of people, you have to develop coaches that are going to have excel in aspects. So, um, like, Reen would be the, the, the kids coach, right? So that's where he's really, really strong. He's very confident on the floor now, but I remember when Reen wasn't very confident and people were like, oh, well, I don't really want to be listening to a 16-year-old. I'm like, well, do you, do you trust me? Yeah, if you trust me, you trust me that I wouldn't put him on the floor if he didn't know the movements, right? And the same with Alex and the same with Lee. But a lot of people kind of, as, as again, as Lisa or Alex said, is like uh, someone that's older is kind of looking down or oh, less experience. Unfortunately, if you don't have a qualification and you don't know the ins and outs of what happens behind the scenes at FSM, uh, I truly know what goes on or in any gym for that matter, then you don't understand how we're uh, advancing our coaches. Firstly, as far as I'm aware, we're the only gym that teaches their staff anatomy and physiology. Okay? We're the only gym and we focus on movement pattern and we focus on the skills required to work with our clients. That are Our job as coaches is to give them a, a more energy, help them reach their goals and have a better quality of life. It's not about creating athletes. We're not an athlete style gym. Even though we do particularly well when we go to competitions, we never come last, we do mid-pack, we recently came to the final as an old man, um, but you know what I mean, it's, uh, but we don't go, I could give or take a competition, doesn't bother me, I've, I, I'm not in the realm of competing as a high-end athlete, I just compete for a bit of fun, that's what it's all about. But for you guys, right, your training experience, like, where do you feel like if someone kind of throws a dig at you or, not a, a constructive criticism, is what I like to hear. But you know, like for you guys, what's, what is, has your been experience since you've been a coach, even 
just in general like I, I've been at FSM we've all been in that kind of situation yeah, where none definitely. of us were, were top of the leaderboard so like I can understand where some people were coming from if you're not the fittest the fastest the strongest you can't like you can't lift the heaviest weights you can't mm-hmm. jump the highest you can't run the furthest or the longest mm-hmm. why would you want to listen to someone like that like I can understand that you only want to listen to the best of the best and the three of us and actually the five of us I'm sure have all been in that situation at some stage yep. and it's just mm-hmm. kind of you have to work that little bit harder than to kind of gain the respect from the people who would be further ahead than you and that takes time but like it's all about kind of just showing them that they have no reason not to, to kind of no, doesn't they have no reason to doubt us like we all like we all know what we're talking about all thanks to Stephen and Dave um it's just we have to kind of prove to them that we know what we're talking about and it's harder obviously for myself and Alex being younger it takes a little bit longer so we have to work even harder at that and it's just we do know what we're talking about it's just more so the fact that we have to make you trust us and you have no reason not to trust us it's just going to take that a little bit longer i think as well like if as you coach everyone there's going to be members you get along really well with there's going to be members who you don't get along really well with Mm -hmm. you know and it's about finding a happy balance as well as that there's going to be members who are going to pick on things just pick out little aspects of what you can't do mm-hmm. every time over what you can actually teach yeah. really well. And yeah. I'm all for taking c- constructive criticism. I can, I know there's some movements I'm really strong in, some movements I'm not really strong in. Mobility is my problem. Every day I work a little bit Thank on my mouth. mobility. And but uh, slowly but surely I'm becoming more mobile and becoming more fluid in my movements. I have a bit of trouble now with overhead lifts because my shoulders actually give me a bit of jip. But a bit of jib, you know. But slowly but surely, I'm getting stronger. Every few weeks, I'm lifting bigger weights. I'm moving faster. I'm going harder, and it's a slow process. And like people just think, like you need to be the best all the time. And you're not. You're gonna have your off weeks. Motivation to train, especially when you're here, like 10, 12 hours a day. It's tough. It's really yeah, tough. It's like. very tough. So, but that's the life of a coach. Like people think, yeah. oh yeah, I get to work in the gym all day. People are coming in here for an hour of escape from their work, but like our hour of escape might be going out for yeah. a walk or just it's going home. Like, that's, and that's even so, I remember one thing Stephen said to me, like when I was starting, like we have to like basically give an hour of someone because like they said people come here for an hour to like relief get away from their work their life but that's all it. Their so we have to like give it to them be every member deserves the be same service their, exactly yeah. 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 No, that's true about it like if you're coaching a half five in the morning and then you're here there at eight o'clock in the evening the you still have to try and give the same energy and you can't like it's hard to do it all the time and i'm not going to say that i do it all the time everyone knows that i'm like the mean or grumpy or the whatever coach but I give the I give the knowledge that I have every time and I will correct and I'm not here like there's a lot of people in the gym that I, I kind of would kind of gravitate towards and be more friendly with and I, I it's not that I'm not trying to be your friend or anything along those lines but there's people people gravitate towards right but I respect everyone that wants to be a member of FSM I respect everyone that wants to be fit I see the guy running down the road and looks like he's gonna break his knee because of the way he runs I respect the fact that he's running down the road I don't care if you're trying to do something I'm, I'm gonna admire that my job is to correct movement my job is to make you pain-free that is my goal and that is the goal of my company uh, and where I want it to grow um, if you want to do specific things that's cool we put on an awful lot but I think as coaches like Alex just said 
And as I said, David, like me and Dave know, and the lads kind of found it out when they did the camp straight into an evening shift. It's a long ass day as a coach. And it can be kind of thankless a fair bit as well. Oh, yeah. You get people doing stuff a lot, and then once one thing goes wrong, it seems to be all well, uh, it's the coach's fault. It's actually never really the coach's fault. Uh, I think it's a balance between both groups of people. But, like, let's, for example, right, experience. People go on about experience and certifications. Why don't we have our certs on the wall like other gyms? Uh, no one's ever asked me for my certifications. I have them in a folder. I have one on the wall because that's the only one that didn't fall down. Um, <laughs> but um, no one has ever in the history of me running a gym and owning a gym has ever asked me to see my certifications. Nobody. Because no one really cares. No. They, I have them and I'm fully insured and that's cool. Uh, we're constantly getting certified, uh, but I won't do a two-day or four-day seminar just for a certification. I'll do it because I feel that that's going to impact me, mm. and it's going to impact impact me. It's going a, lot to impact of stuff, a lot of stuff we've been to is more be. beneficial actually than have a cert at the end. Yeah. Cert yeah. is just like it's just it's, it's just a show. A lot of the times, not all like, but certs can just add a price point to something that is really like yeah. it's not valued for all these I've got 642 yeah. certs and they give me 400 euro an hour yeah. but a terrible coach and you get no results exactly. and look it's at the uh, kind of again the, the purpose of this podcast was to try I want to introduce uh, like uh, everyone to our coaching team and just an understanding of our coaches in general because like moving forward and with, with this podcast we're hoping to get the guys on a little bit more individually and um just kind of talk a little bit more about kids fitness and like again just development uh, of coaching and working with people and interning and taking bigger roles in the company and just and in general just having bands really um but the kind of the takeaway for me is every coach that has come through fsm like we have like two people shadowing at the moment um, and then we have like Lee who, and Reen and then Alex is an intern. Uh, Dave was an intern. Everyone was interning. I see something in people and I believe that they're going to be good at what they do. Um, it hasn't worked out every time. We've had people turn up and like, you have to do this every day? Yeah, every day. Yeah, oh, that's not for me. That's fine. I get that. But I'm not to, going to... Didn't I have to tell you that? I felt that way six months ago. Still here now. <laughs> but but that's, that's the thing about being a coach. When I see something, like I saw something in Dave, when I spoke to Dave, and um, we had that chat. I remember sitting, it was down, like, uh, down across Bray. Um, where's that gone? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Frank, <laughs> boo, dig. Uh, <laughs> it's gone out with the side. Um, but yeah, I remember having that conversation with him. I remember having a conversation with Emer, um, Sue, Sarah, Reen, Alex, Lee. I've had that conversation because there's something when I chat with people and I, I, I believe that there's something inside them that can make them a good coach. Whether they want to be a coach for the rest of their life is irrelevant. But I think if you're willing to put into work, I'm willing to put into work for you. And at the end of the day, as I said, we're trying to build the best team we can at FSM and just have no fear. If I believe that that person can teach a movement, I've never put anyone on the floor that physically couldn't teach a movement that was required. Okay. And that's just, it, that's the same thing. I'm not going to go right backflips today. <laughs> and then the lads will be like, what, 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 what backflips? Oh, yeah, back <laughs> I know, just, but like, I don't have backflips. Just can't land them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't land them in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, 
just as a, a little t a, a smaller story on it, I didn't have bar muscle-ups. I never had bar muscle-ups for years. Couldn't do them, couldn't, just physically couldn't get them. I did a workshop on gymna kettlebells and gymnastics. I remember it well. It was a workshop. We had like 30 people at it. We did a kettlebell complex of swings and front squats, and then we were on the bars. And I think I had James Carvel was the guy demoing my muscle-ups because he had them. You had bar muscle-ups well before me. Um, and then it was a girl called Lorna goes, can you do them? And I was like, I've never done a bar muscle. And they were like, oh, go on, go on, go on. I said, oh, no, no, no. And I, had, I, I knew I could do a ring muscle-up, but I knew I didn't have bar muscle-ups at the time. And then I hopped up and I, I got one. And there was no chicken wing. No chicken wing. He's trying to try some digs with us now. But first off. But I taught a ton of people how to bar muscle up before I got my bar muscles because I understand movement. I wasn't an expert at gymnastics. I don't know how to learn to walk with my hands. I fell a lot on my face. Okay? That has still happened a lot. So, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so, guys, uh, let's just go around the room. Uh, last little tidbit for yourself, right? It can be anything, once it's fitness related. Go! Anything what? Okay. <laughs> I'm lost for words here. Uh, positive. Add something with yourself. I don't know. T say something. I'm the best coach. Remember, guys. Remember, You didn't put that weight on overnight. It's a slow uh, grind to it all. Every day, even the days where you really don't want to come down to the gym, is the day you need to get down and put in that work. Like last week, I made him do a workout, and he's like, I don't want to train. Yeah, and I felt much better after yeah. it. Remember, motivation doesn't last forever, so you have to keep coming down and putting it in. All right, Eric Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric Thomas. <laughs> you read it on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> It's, it's, never it's a good quote. It's never Remember, <laughs> look me up. LGBT. Uh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I took a second. Uh, oh, oh, I'm uh, Alex, I'm anything, anything to add? Oh man, no more. No, it's not asking if you want to say it. Just put it in. No, I'm alright. He's full. Dave. Um, just with all the members here, if they're watching. Like consistency is key in the gym. Um. All of us would have been. None of us walk. None of us walked in the door like. No, this, none like of us walked in the door like the finished product. We started like very raw, and then we built finished product habits <laughs> over time. So, couple of week, couple of weeks will turn into a couple of months, couple of years, and then just trust the process. Really, it's never the quick fix. No, no. exactly. And, and it, even though your training might drop down a little bit it, the consistency of the program works and we know it works because we've had members here six years that are continuously getting better continuously getting better it's ridiculous well it's not ridiculous it's just it's that's what happens um for me it's very simple right we want to make as many i want to impact as many people as possible through the through the art of fitness right through the, the realm of the fitness industry and just Im imposing what what i've learned my my positives and my negatives and going forward um Always be aligned. Don't concern yourself with sheep. And we are out. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good answer.